welcome to another episode of Xenochat. Uh, my name is Tyler, one of the co-hosts, along with uh, Justin. Hey, everyone. All right, we have a few guests today, including a new one, uh, but returning with us is David. Hey, guys. Nick. Hey, everybody, it's Nick. And a uh, brand new guest with us today is Bao. Hey, guys, what's up? All right, so today is a special episode because we are talking about one of the uh, most, um, I don't know, the co- common thing between all Zeno games in a way is Mecha. So we're definitely going to get into that today. Um, before we get into that topic, since we have a, a new guest, uh, Bao, would you like to kind of go into your... We have this tradition where we kind of go into people's Zeno backstory uh, in a way. So would you like to share that with us? Uh, Sure. Um, I first heard of Xenogears probably back when I was around 13, 14. I was looking for um mech games. So I just played this series called Super Robot Wars, and I was looking for more mech games to play. And I actually didn't really get into Xenogears that heavy. I lost my save data probably about five hours in. So it wouldn't actually be a few years later that I went back and played it for real. Fell in love with it, and it became my favorite game of all time. And after that, I went on to... Xenoblade, which I fell in love with, and then I went back to the Xenosaga games, and then around that time, it was around where um, Xenoblade Chronicles X was coming out, so after that, I just played the games as they came out, and here we are. Nice. Cool. Short and sweet. I like it. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess that kind of bridges in, since you talked about Super Robot Wars and whatnot, um... What is everybody's, like, general experience with Mecha in general? Because um, uh, I, um, like, like Mecha as in, like, the anime or figure building or anything like that. Um, like, I was going to gauge, like, how much... Because I know, like, many of the mechs in Xenogears and Xenosaga, etc. Um, you can definitely kind of see influence from, like, other anime and... Uh, stuff like that. So I didn't know if uh, I thought if anybody wanted to be interested in sharing their mecha experience in general. I mean, I've always had an interest in robots just in general. I mean, ever since I was a little kid, Mega Man is probably my favorite franchise. So robots fighting robots has always been something I like. Uh, I I do really like some mecha shows like uh, Gal Gagar is really fun. Gurren Lagan is great. In fact, I actually just bought a Gurren Lagan box set today. Oh, you jumped on that. This is kind of funny. Oh, uh, yeah. I pulled the trigger on that thing. <laughs> I, I can't wait to rewatch the um, Gurren Lagan movies. Those are so good. If you've never seen the Gurren Lagan movies, I highly recommend them. But watch the show first. Watch the show first, then watch the movies. Yeah, I really like those shows. I've been slowly getting into Gundam. I watched a Gundam the original Gundam movie trilogy, and then I watched Char's Counterattack, and I recently got Zeta Gundam on Blu-ray, and I'm going to be watching that, and then I want to get to Turn A Gundam, which is which looks like a really cool show as well. I've, I have already seen stuff like Gundam Seed, and I think I saw... A, I didn't finish it, but I saw a bit of G Gundam. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Macross. I'm a big fan of SDF Macross. Really, really awesome show. I think you can actually stream it on Amazon Prime. I I think that's still up. It, it, that's how I watched it. Hopefully, you can still watch it there. I highly recommend it. It's a really, really cool series. But uh, yeah, I mean, I love robots. 
love them in video games. Uh, like I played Custom Robo. Games like Gotcha Force have also been favorites of mine too. Zone of the Ender Second Runner is an amazing game. Definitely get the VR version that's out for PS4. If if you haven't experienced Zone of the Ender's uh, Second Runner in VR, do so. It's really cool. You get to actually be in the cockpit, and it just feels like you're in an anime, and that's awesome. I feel like I'd get nauseous. Yeah, definitely play it in short bursts, but give it a shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I built a few kits. Um, I did build the Xenoblade Cross kit that came out a while back. I didn't get the Siren one, though, but... Yeah, uh, I'm not super into Gunpla. I have a few, and I've built a few. It's not, like, it's not like I don't like them. I just haven't spent that much time uh, buying them and building them. I have friends who are really passionate about that. They've got a ton of them. They can go on for hours about the paints they use, the right clippers, how they build their stuff, how they plan it out. It, it's nuts. But uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of like a general... Overview of where I'm at when it comes to robots. Nice. Um, how about you, David? Um, I've got some Gundam experience. Uh, I've seen like some of the original show and a couple bits and pieces of some of the other shows that I can't. I can't even remember what the shows were because of how how long it's been. But I, I definitely um, put together some model kits mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I put together a perfect grade for the first time not that long ago. And um, most of my robot experience actually comes from Transformers from a long time ago. Uh, Optimus Prime is probably my favorite robot of all time. And um, yeah, so it's kind of different than Xeno, but some of the some of the robots transform in Xeno Gears and mm-hmm. Saga stuff like that. So I can never actually get into Transformers. Not that I never thought that it didn't look appealing. It's just one of those shows that I always just missed. It's like, oh, it's a hundred percent the toys. <laughs> Cause when I was a kid, we had like a bunch of, uh, you had a bunch of toys and, you know, when I was playing like Xeno Saga mm-hmm. and you got to pilot the mechs around, especially in the third game, it was like, oh man, this is like driving like my little toys across the screen. That's adorable. Something like that. So, <laughs> Did anybody here get into uh, Voltron by any chance? Either the old one or the new series? I did not. Um, as a kid, I could never get into Voltron. I tried both the uh, the original Japanese version, which is very different from the version we got in America, and also yeah, the reboot. It is. I like those a bit more, but I'm still not like a major fan of it. Yeah, the, the reboot series, I actually did watch that all the way through, and I've got some very mixed feelings about it. Start off really good. Like, honestly, seasons one and season two of it are actually pretty solid. It's later on that it gets kind of, kind of, uh, wonky. And then the end, <laughs> I-, I could save that for another podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as far as my experience with Mecha, why I love Mecha, I guess probably if I were to go all the way back, would very likely stem from the abundance of probably Power Rangers that I watched as a kid, things like that. Um, but as far as anime goes, uh, also, you know, there was a lot of mecha shows on whenever I was a kid, like Gundam and Transformers were pretty big. And yeah, I 
didn't super latch on to all of those shows by any means, but I always thought the designs were super cool. I tend to actually like a little more out there mecha. I think one of the things that drew me to things like Evangelion back when was just that the designs looked so different. And um, then, you know, stuff like Gunbuster and Fulikuli, of course. I, I really love the the mech from that designer, especially. And Xenosaga uh, and the Xeno games in general, really. I think Xenosaga I mentioned because of how out there some of its mechs look, and I really enjoy that about it. But... And I, there's not a Xeno mech I can think of that I don't like. But, um, yeah. We'll get into that. Um, well, Bao, one of the reasons I invited you, because I always see you posting mecha-related stuff on Twitter. Um, what's, your, yeah. how, what's your experience like? Uh, so, my introduction to mecha in general, my first anime ever was Gundam Wing, so that kind of just, like, set me on the path of being a mecha fanatic. It's a hell of an anime to start yeah. with. Um, uh, there's so much I could cover. Let's see. <laughs> I've seen every single piece of Gundam anime. Not every manga or anything like that. Um, for the 30th anniversary of Super Robot Wars in like two years, I'm planning on doing a video ranking all 30 games in the series I've beaten. And these are like 34... 30, 40 hour RPGs, mind you. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, collect Gundam Props. models. I just love mecha in general, like a lot of the classics. Um, Get a Robo, Mazinger, newer stuff like Gurren Lagon. My favorite anime of all time is Code Geass, which, of course, is a mecha show. Yes. 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 Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a fun one. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> yeah, I just love mechs in general, and not just because they're robots fighting, but a lot of the themes found in Mecha Works are kind of the same. Like, mm-hmm. uh, a big reason a lot of people are fans with the Xeno games are their themes, and a lot of those themes you find in Mecha anime. Like, Xeno Gears is a lot of the same stuff you see in um, the original Gundam show and Evangelion, for example. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh... I just love mechs in general, sort of accepts with it. Like, people know me as the mecha guy on Twitter, I guess. So, <laughs> that's sort of my identity now for a lot of people. But yeah, lots of experience. Awesome. Um, well, my experience is, I, I'm not, I, I think I have the least amount of experience of the group here. But, I mean, I do, I think, probably one of my first... I don't know if my first mecha was Evangelion or something else, but um, that's my favorite. But I also like Code Geass. And um, a few years ago, I watched um, Escaflone for the first time, and I really like like that. Um, and one of my favorite games of all time is Robot Alchemic Drive, and I absolutely adore that game. But uh, as far as Gundam goes, I've only watched two all the way through. Gundam Wing and Iron-Blooded Orphans. So I'm still oh, open to watch more Gundam. Just There's just so much to watch. And it just keeps coming. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well with that out of the way, I guess we can get started. Um talking about Mecha and the Zeno franchise or 
universe. Um, so we'll start with Xenogears. Um, so as far as like uh, the the mecha designer for Xenogears, uh, he's uh, it's uh, Junya Ishigaki, which uh, he actually did designs for both Xenogears and Xenosaga. And I was kind of overwhelmed by his resume because, um, speaking of Gundam, he's done quite a bit of Gundam series. Um, let's see. Oh, it looks like he actually did do Gundam Wing. All of Gundam Wing. Gundam Build Drivers. Or, oh, sorry, Divers. And yeah, he's just done a bunch of Gundam, different other series as well. Um, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, um, let's see. So for Xenogears, they have, like, their importance, um, it affects both the story and the gameplay. Um, so I guess in terms of importance to the game as a whole, um, they're kind of seen as, I guess you could... Some parts of it you can see as extensions of the pilots themselves, because they, a lot of them do kind of match the aesthetics of like the party members. Um, yeah, yeah, like for example, Velta of Veltal be doing martial arts just like Faye does, and then even uh, Bart's brigandier has an eye patch and a, it has a feather on top of his head, right? <laughs> But of course, that was all Bart's idea. But it's like still, it fits his character so well. Um, I guess, like, do people have favorite mechs from Xenogears? Uh, Veltal Id is like in my top ten mechs of all time. Like, just yeah. that scene. Uh, we're allowed to say like spoilers for Xenogears, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're just gonna okay. be spoilers for yeah. everything. So it's yeah. It's yeah. Okay. So that scene where uh, Id is <laughs> holding the um, what's it called the. Is it the Eudrasil? The land <gasps> yeah. That scene yeah. Uh, yeah. shivers down my spine every time. <laughs> yes, that was an epic scene. It just like th throws it back to bar. Oh my god. Oh. Um, I guess like superficially I've, I've got a couple favorites. I really like um, I really like Crescens a lot. Mm. Just because I thought it was a really unique design. Yeah, Crescens um, is interesting. Uh, Vierge was always cool. I like Ellie's mech a lot. I know it's I know it I know it's pink and it's it's got that whole like because it's a girl mech thing, but I like it still. And I also think the Renmazo is really interesting because it's a cape. cape mech. Yes, yeah. and I don't think I think Renmazo is I don't my think favorite. There are many. I don't think there are very many um caped mechs. In Zeno, if I might, if I might say something, um, I also really like Crescens, and um, Rin Mazuo, I will say, is the mech with like the best intro uh, in the game. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then Rin Mazuo also has Jesse Cannon, so it's like you can't go wrong with Rin Mazuo. <laughs> and then, speaking of capes, because uh, Junya Ishigaki also did. The mechanical designs for Vision of Escaflone, so I wonder if that uh, that kind of spilled over into Xenogears a little bit there. I definitely see some similarities between the mechs and Escaflone and some of the 
more uh i guess humanoid one not well because most of them are humanoid but the more mm-hmm. i guess skinnier ones mm-hmm. you know actually looking back i really also like the way that g elements oh looks. yeah I, when we get outside of like the main playable cast g elements is easily my favorite robot in the game i need to look up just yeah, it's, uh, it, like I, I think i've said this on the podcast before G Elements is totally like a nod to the Brave series, and that just makes me smile. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like the way that lion roars, I'm like, yup, that's Gagagar. <laughs> it's great. You know what's fun about Crescens? I used to think that Crescens was always doing like the Gynax pose. Like it had arms, but it was crossed. But um, it's only until more recently that I realized that Crescens actually doesn't have arms. Yeah, and that's like. That's, like, the cool thing about Crescens is that it's got, like, wings. Yeah, but they're, like, hands. <laughs> but they're hands, yeah. See, I, I never knew I never knew how to feel about you that. Like, almost... I would like hands on it, like, real arms, but the hand thing is sort of cool. Like, I don't know. See, yeah, I always thought that Crescens would always There's attack with its like arms crossed. It. Like, it was always just constantly doing, like, a Gynax pose, and that's kind of what I've always thought it was, but then... It was until more recently where I looked at it, I'm like, oh, wait, actually, it doesn't have any arms. It's So every time it's attacking, it's just, like, kind of tilting itself to, like, slap the enemy. It's fun. It's just got little, yeah. like, shoulders or nubs, maybe. And it's it, maybe it's just, I mean, I, it could have even been, like, the inspiration for Nopon with their wing ear In things. this, like, render, it looks like the wings are attached right to the head. I'm not sure if they are or not. Oh, Kind of like it looks like they like are Hyantia there. Yeah, they. I yeah. believe they are. Yeah, like kind of like that, but also like they just like it's really weird to think about just like giant mech ears. Very interesting design. I, mean, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I guess I always thought of it more. You know how like they would put wings on helmets. Oh or they yeah, would put, yeah. Like, yeah. You no, know, even like the frontal, like the spikes or. Things like that. I always thought of it more you know, like that than like ears, I guess. And that's, you know, that's just how it came out for me. And especially when you consider that like Hyantia have ears and wings on their heads. I mean, it's almost more like antenna. Well, from a sil- silhouette like point of view, I really liked Alpha Weltall, uh, Groff's gear. Oh, like, yeah. Front of that red moon. Weltall, like, Weltall Origin. Oh, that was the first one I saw in the game that I was like, "Oh, this this is this is like the real shit." <laughs> this is that was the first one that I saw that I was like, "Okay, that mech is probably the best one I've seen so far." They're all really cool so far. I also but... really like um Zen. I hope that's how you say that name. Yeah. So that one is like a lot. Yeah, more, it's a lot bulkier, but, but I really dig it Dude, though. Like it just feels like this yeah. massive tank. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of, like, um, it looked like if a, uh, well, in the game more so, whenever I look at the render again, you know, it's a little more formed in its own way, but whenever I saw it in the game at first, it was like, it, look, it reminds me of, like, a bunch of big, like, oil drums or something put together, Lego block style, or, like, maybe a train transformed into this, <laughs> just with how thick its legs and things it like that. It looks like a Dark Souls character in, in like, freaking armor. The Onion Knight. I really yeah. like the fan. I do like the shoulder pads of uh, mm. Sabzen. 
Speaking of trains, Steer uh, looks like a train to me, but it's also because like that render of Steer that you often see when you look it up, it really reminds you of Charge Man from Mega Man. So whenever I look at Steer, I'm always thinking trains because I connect that. <laughs> oh, but you were... Yeah, I, I totally oh, see it. Val, you were saying you liked Finrare? Oh, yeah. Uh, partially just because it looks cool, but also because uh, Satan just becomes a real badass after he gets his sword, and that's extended to oh, his Omni gear. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, Fenrir was pretty insane. Yeah, I didn't really t- care much for Heimdall, but definitely Fenrir was, is pretty badass. I, I also really liked um, of David mentioned before, but I really liked Vierge, because, like, once you get the air rods, is that how you say it? You just mm-hmm. wreck pretty much every enemy in that game because that that one ability is just so ridiculously powerful. Oh gosh, that one definitely makes yeah. the either double either double what the air the, the air rods makes a Vialsh like a goddess. It's <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like making the air rods free almost. <laughs> well, pretty much. Yeah, it's real close. I mean, we're all like, ignoring the best. Gear and that's you know choo choo. Oh, yeah. Well then, <laughs> it is the the fluffiest gear for sure. It's just like we're really going there. They did. They did. They did. No, yeah, we, <laughs> we didn't have to, but they go did all it. in on that. <sighs> they did it. They were successful. You know, I, I don't know another gear that hops around all like the that. You could choose choo choo. I would. Of all the mechs you could choose, that one is the most controversial to try riding inside <laughs> of. Which is a good thing that Choo Choo is just Choo Choo. You know, it's kind of weird um, looking through the strategy guide right now, actually. Um, if you look at the gear, or rather the equipment for some of the gears, almost all of them have like unique ID, ID numbers specific to that gear. Like... Weltals will always start in Welt and then a number, or like Vierge will be Vier and then a number. But if you look at Saibzen, it's just number 17 and then the number. It doesn't say like Saib and then... It, it's it's interesting. I don't know why. I remember that. I'm not sure what makes Saibzen so special that it gets just a number. <laughs> number 17. That might have something to do with... Um... Well, I think that they could have something to do with just how... Well, Saibzen and Oxen, you know, I think they were both actually made differently, were they not? Wasn't that... um? Like well, yeah, they point? were basically had, like, human... Like, did they have, like, human brains installed into them or something like that directly? Oxen definitely did, but, I mean, they... The funny, the Saibzen means 17, mm-hmm. as is. I do remember that. Well, and Oxen is 18. But I was I was trying to remember it. I felt like there was a piece of dialogue in there that um, went a little more into that. And I, I just off the top of my head, not coming to me. Also, I love that hmm. Billy has, has equipment named the Godfather and Godson. pretty good <laughs> yeah the mechs in xenogears they're all powered by the zohar right right yeah uh, all of them except i think Zeno. that's like the uh, 
Bruce. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. that that's like a special case. Like Xenogears was another mech that I would say is definitely mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Yeah, I, mean, I like Xenogears a lot. It's kind of hard to ignore how awesome that one looks. But um, towards the end of the game, whenever you know you get Xenogears because it Veltal like meets with the wave existence and becomes Xenogears and all uh, that that the rest of the gears like. They, I think they're like, don't they degrade from like Omni Gears for a while or something, or they can't run themselves? And Xenogears has to be basically their backup generator <laughs> to make them go again. I think I remember something hmm. close to that. That's, that's uh, it was something to that effect. Wow, I've just we we just sound like the wellspring <laughs> of knowledge here. You know, we've got all this yeah, down. We memorized, memorized it all. all. Of it. Oh my God. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's what I was thinking it was, and let me see. So I'm just gonna go ahead and pull this from the <laughs> wiki. I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna be straight that's, with, that's with totally you guys funny. on this. Okay, after Zohar modifier is destroyed, Xenogears is the only gear that is left working, as it is the only gear on the planet not irretrievably reliant on a Zohar slave gener- generator. Faye chases after the Malak Angel into Deus and then totally annihilates Urobolus inside. He then returns to Earth in it with Elheim, and the Xenogears is truly one-of-a-kind machine as evidenced at the end with the, when the Anima relics of all the party members' Omnigears were stripped from them and stolen by Krellian in order to revive Deus. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of... Oh, oh, actually, it goes on to also say that it reverts all the gears to their original weaker forms until Fate comes on scene with Xenogears. So yeah, Xenogears is so powerful that its energy could actually be used on the other gears to elevate them to Omnigear status again. So yes, <laughs> that was what happened. At least according to that, which they're they're probably right on that. I'm going to say that they, they remembered that correctly. So, sort of unrelated, <laughs> but I lost my mind when I found out Xenogears the mech was in uh, World of Final Fantasy. Oh, right? That, it got me really tempted to actually play that game. It's a nice little callback when it feels like Square forgets it exists. Right? Uh. I, was act- I was actually looking at something on that earlier, and I was like, oh yeah, I think they just I called it so, XG yeah. in the game, but it's very clear, <laughs> like... It's just very. We know what like, you're doing. No, it's just that. It's just Xenogears. No. That'd be really cool if um you could fight that in FF7 remake just in like one of the sequels to that. Oh my god, that would be awesome. That would be really cool. Screenings, if you're listening, I just gave you a nice little idea there. <laughs> that almost seems mean, though. Like, why you own it? Why not just call it Xenogears straight up? You like it is Xenogears. <laughs> I didn't realize that, I guess. I mean, I haven't played World of Final Fantasy. I didn't realize until today that Xenogears was called XG in that game. Yeah, they, um, yeah. Well, at least in Brave XCS, they had the those characters, or Xenogears characters show up in that. And actually... That's true. Every once in a while, they're willing to acknowledge the existence of Xenogears. Oh, does, does nice. everyone here but, have the, the Veltal t- figure that came out for Xenogears' 20th anniversary? You bet. Unfortunately, no, but I have a reason. I really wanted it, but at the time, I had to uh, cancel my order because of funds. I can get oh. it now, I just haven't gone around to it. 
Oh. I haven't gotten it yet either. Yeah, that's completely understandable. They were supposed to make more, weren't they? Uh, I can still find them on Amazon. Well, wasn't that announced recently? Well, I mean, they were supposed to make more. Oh, like more. Didn't they announce that recently, that they're going to be doing some more figures? I know they showed like a teaser image, kind of of oh, really? like the designs for them. Cool. Yeah, as um, if they were. I s- but I'm I'm not sure what the wording was around that at this point. I don't. Yeah, remember. I don't remember what they just had silhouettes and it looked very. Yeah, look, several of them looked very very similar to some gears. Um. It was kind of like your very clinical blueprint style drawings of them. It was like, oh, these these are some gears from Xenogears that, you know, might go into production. We're kind of, you know, looking at that. I don't know what the actual wording was around it, though. I just remember seeing the picture, mostly. Yeah, we mentioned it in like the we, last uh, episode. Yeah, we mentioned it in the last episode. There was it. a tweet. I'll yeah. dig that back up for at some point. Yeah, I thought they were supposed to make, like, Verge and stuff like that. Which, that would, that would be cool. i would definitely down for more Xenogears merch. Something that uh, we haven't really mentioned is, like, you know, the robots look nice, but, like, the inside of them look great, too. There aren't too many cockpit shots in Gears, but, like, the few that we get are just stunning. Yeah, mm. um, I have a weird thing for, like, cockpits and mechs and every time you see one in xenogears itself it's just uh yes give me more yeah it's it's <laughs> so good <laughs> i think the main scenes where you see like cockpit shots that come to mind is like ellie definitely yeah there's that was the one the i had in mind <laughs> and I, I remembered seeing groff actually in the mech a few times um but mostly ellie and Faye. you see one with uh eugene i believe uh, yeah i, I do recall seeing some of the um like the Gebler geeks as some people call them and there's of course Maria's too cool to be in a cockpit though at the same time she's a 13 year old girl it's like I, be, be careful there she's been doing that for a True. while though clearly and there's the part where um isn't oh yeah the part where um they're like in their mix and I think it was I think there were some shots of Bart in in his gear whenever they got like crushed. He got like crushed by the um, he got like the ship thrown on top of him. <laughs> and well, not to get too ahead of us, but I oh, in Xenoblade X, I always loved it when it did cockpit shots during gameplay. That was that was really cool. We mm, use overdrive. I, I yeah. just want to say that cockpit mode, yeah. That the cockpit mode that you would get whenever you random like randomly when selecting an art, an art at times in Overdrive and such that was one of the coolest things. I've always wanted an anti anti grav swivel chair. <laughs> that's that's like a great part of that it's cockpit. Like part of your feel if gaming setup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel if and when we get a Xenoblade X port, it would be awesome if they could somehow implement a first-person mode like that in the cockpit. But I know that would be a ton of work, so... That would be cool. That would be really cool, though. The shot from behind the heads in the, um... in, like, Saga 3, that was, a, like, that cockpit mode, especially, 
really reminded me of that, and I always thought that was really cool how they did, how they fixed the camera like that in the in the battle in like the ES battles in Saga Three for one. To get a little more off topic from Gears, but you know, I, I just mentioning the inside, mm-hmm. mentioning the cockpits like that, and that cockpit mode reminded me of like that crazy camera view from that as well. Not technically in the cockpit, but or when they sits right or on they, top when of they get it those camera way, shots for when characters do like follow up attacks. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, where the screen like pops in, it's like. <laughs> It's like the anime style, like, <laughs> you see just a shot of their face up close. Yeah, it's like the Star Fox style yes. shot. <laughs> oh man, Justin, that's like, I, I really hope somebody has made an edit where, like, one of those follow-up attacks come in and it's just, like, <laughs> slippy and peppy <laughs> instead of gin. <laughs> I, I want to do this now. I haven't really taken a good look at Ramses' neck, I guess. It, that thing is pretty wicked looking. Oh, the which oh, one? Is. The wyvern or the vendetta? Oh, vendetta! Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I guess I never really took a close look at it, but especially this, like, I guess is. I don't know if this is like a drawing from like Perfect Works or something, but it looks pretty gnarly. It's got like bat wings. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It kind of. Um... I kind of got some Death Scythe vibes off that one a little bit. It's it's mostly just the wings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the Gundam Death ah, Scythe, yeah. to, to clarify. Yeah, it's definitely cooler than Wyvern, for sure. Wasn't Wyvern on the instruction manual for the game? Um, I think so. I got it. I've got the game right here. Let's see. <clears throat> Is it the one I... where you're... Wyvern's the one where... It has like the one little, the, the one sword. And the wings. Yeah. 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 I know we're being very descriptive. The one sword and the wings. That's no, like, I, but yeah, I know what you're talking very about. It's very vague, but. <laughs> like, as I'm looking at it. It's the guy with the sword and the wings, you know. Vendetta is the one that most reminds me of Escaflone, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that makes make a lot of sense. I can see that. It's aligned with Zebulon. <laughs> the anime really like Zebulon. But, yeah, that cover with the mech on it, it's funny that it's on the instruction manual. But if you download the game digitally, that's what you'll see, too. Yeah, you'll see oh, really? that sometimes, depending on which version of the game you download. Weird. I mean, cool, but... Hmm. So it's interesting that, like... Xeno Gears is like not in any of the promotional art. It's always well tall. I mean, it was kind of a. Uh, I could get not one. Yeah, to I spoil could get that it. Part. I mean, yeah. No. But it, it's it's really funny. It is. It is. I also just I don't think we brought up Oxen other than the name, but I just want to mention that I find it impressive that that is actually a cyborg, seeing as like Nikolai Balthazar's brain is in there. That was always a thing that was pretty cool about that. Like, imagine being a cyborg, but your body is a mech body. Which, in his case, it kind of sucked, because, you know, he was his brain got corrupted and stuff, but, you know. If it worked out alright, and you had, you know, your, you 
kept your mind about you, that would be pretty awesome. There's sort of a subplot of that in, um, what's it called? Gundam Crossbone, where they take the brain of Amuro Ray and implant the data in a bunch of mechs. <laughs> what? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> yeah, Gundam Crossbone gets weird. That's cool. That is crazy. Yeah, that's really cool. I like the idea, though. Um, we cannot move on without me mentioning um, how good of a Team Rocket Mugwort and Rattan make. And also, Mugwort's design is just like the... You know, like one of the both goofiest, creepiest looking robots, you know, at the same time. It's pretty nice. He kind of reminds... His face reminds me a little bit, actually, of some of the... Um, some of the faced mech on in Xenoblade. Huh. Like, I get a little bit of a Zord, uh, a Zord vibe from him or something. He's got, like, those crazy eyes and stuff. And the big chin. Oh, yeah, I think I remember him. Weird, The weird teeth, you know? Yeah, he had a, kind of a creepy, goofy design to him. Yeah. He had, like, a square skeletal head-looking thing, almost. Which one was it? Mugwort is the one I'm more specifically talking about, I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got the. I mean, I, sometimes I do get their names backwards, but I'm pretty sure that one was Mugwort. Hmm. Yeah, it was definitely Mugwort. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. He looks like a screaming yeah, skeleton yeah. faced mech. Yeah. That's interesting. He does look like. Um... Zord. Like, proto-Zord. That's what, yeah, that was one thing that I was thinking when I, whenever I, like, saw him, was just like, oh yeah, Zord, yeah. Just didn't dawn on me at first, but whenever I, I think I saw somebody switch a profile pic to him as a joke for a moment, and I was like, oh yeah, he kind of looks like Zord now that I think about it. Where do I, where do I put this? There's a picture. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, those are those are really interesting. I don't see people mention those, like, ever. It's just, they take up a really brief space in the game. I think they're, like, alongside... I'm trying to remember which boss fight they're alongside. I don't remember if they appear close to where you fight Shakan or what, but they appear, like... They're kind of, like, there before you end up fighting some, like, actually really big bad mech that is actually looks like a threat Well, they're in, in the, the game. scene with Ellie. Just beating on Ellie. Yeah, mech. that's... That's, Are they, that's yeah. right. That's what it was. I think this is, like, disc two. Yeah, it feels yeah, like it was near late game. No, maybe... Right. It was, like, at least near the end of disc one. I... I was thinking you had crescents by the time you see them at least, but I man, that's that is difficult to remember. There's just there's so many things that happen in that game. <laughs> well, one more mech I kinda wanted to bring up my or personally, it was uh uh Miang's mech, uh from or her first mech, which she used alongside Ramses. I didn't really know this until I was I was listening to the retro great amnesia podcast um plug plug um but uh it was it's called it's actually called the c1 verge and it's a, a prototype to ellie's mech and i had no idea about that 
I did not know that either until just now. Yeah, like in the game, I think when you fight Ramses, it's it's only there to like heal uh, Ramses's wyvern, but and it only like shows up as Miang's gear. But it, I guess, I guess it might have been a spoiler if it had been shown as a prototype. Well, mm, but I thought that was interesting. There yeah. could have been many things that happened. Yeah, could have been a lot that happened to make them just write it as yeah. that at the time then, considering the localization well stuff apparently she or the c1 verge also had super arrows equipped to it as well so but she never used them in the game so it was like that was slight missed opportunity to have a epic boss battle battle with her earlier i guess Oh, did or was there any other specific gears anybody wants to talk about? Uh, not gears itself, but I'm not sure if it's like just common knowledge because mm-hmm. uh, just being like a super hardcore Gundam fan, I'm not sure if many other people know, but the arrows themselves are a Gundam reference to the uh, funnel weapons. Oh, hmm. yeah, like a lot of Gundams from Zeta Gundam and on, they have weapons called funnels, which just arrows. Hmm. Oh. Okay. I will also mention that um, Xenoblade X has something very similar to air rods, but we'll get to we, we could. That's one of the super weapons, and mm-hmm. we can mention that more later. I oh, guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, is there anything else we want to say about Xenogears robots? Well, do we want to discuss how they work gameplay wise, or? Yeah, we should talk about that. <laughs> yeah, all the time talking, talking about, about just how they, how they look. look like. We don't even talk about how the game. I mean, they all look really cool. So, um, there's that. So, I mean, it's well, yeah, a simple I mean, enough explanation. The robots were kind of one of the things that got me interested in Xenogears in the first place okay. because I kind of saw this game as, oh wow, here's this. RPG where you have a main character that does martial arts and then gets in a robot that also does martial arts. And I'm like, that's that sounds awesome. I want to so, play this. One of the things I really hated about Xenogears compared to the other Xeno games is the is the fuel aspect. I hated oh, that. <laughs> that that was so annoying. Like, r- like running out of fuel. Like the first time I played Xenogears, I I, I guess I didn't understand it. But I would always be running out of fuel, and I was like, "What? Is, what is this? This is like, this is like going out and like fighting in a giant robot, and your robot's running on like AAA batteries." Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Hey, you want to go into like the the rush mode?" Well, I hope you don't yeah, like exactly. Healing. Oh, yeah. that's after you actually that was, get that the was thing to heal. Oh my god, he- healing was really hard in the mechs until way later. Oh, oh. oh. And I also suppose we should bring up that note. On that note, it actually reminded me of, of something that we might should bring up. Uh, the uh, the other form of Weltall. The Weltall 2? That, um. Weltall 2? Yeah. And like going into its, uh, and whenever you, just because mm-hmm. whenever you unlock that one, I believe is the point where you can go into infinity mode in the game. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And infinity mode. Is yeah, that's a gameplay thing, but it's it's a weird one in a way. 
I never quite understood how that worked because it always seemed to happen just really randomly and usually in the middle of a boss fight. So I believe the rules are, which I guess we should explain kind of how the combat goes is like, you know, you do when you're in a mech, you can't just string together any death blow automatically on the first turn. You have to do like one move and then the next turn you string it into the neck. You can string it into another move if you use up like the AP for it. And you, you build up through levels, and you can get to, like, level three. Each, like, one level per turn, though. And if you build it up to level three, I believe as long as you stay in level three, by, I believe, just, like, I think if you do a single attack and don't put in other inputs to go into, you know, your further combos, you can save up that level three and... It's like a percentage chance while you're in level 3, I think, to go into Infinity Drive. If I remember all that correctly. But I'm pretty sure that was how it worked. And I don't remember what percentage it was. So, somewhat uh, unrelated. But the battle system of Xenogears was so influential that it... um. It affected the battle system of another game, a more recent one, Trails of Cold Steel, or the Cold Steel series itself. Mm-hmm. So, well, even more than that, but in Cold Steel 1, um, are you guys familiar with the game at all? Um, I've uh, played the Sky Trilogy, and I haven't played Crossbell, but I'm going to play Cold Steel at some point. I'm just taking a break. But I know kind of tangentially stuff about uh, the universe and stuff like that. Like, I know how orbits and stuff work. Hmm. Yeah, I played Cold Steel right, so, 1 and 2 a little bit. Okay, so you'll probably know what I'm talking about then. When I say um, Cold Steel 1, uh, towards the end of the game, mechs are introduced, and okay. you get a whole new type of battle system with mechs, and it's actually heavily inspired by Xenogears. Um, instead of fuel, you use uh, just straight-up energy, um, there's even a quote directly from Groff in the game before you get your mech that says, Doth's style desire to power, which made me lose my freaking mind when it happened. But, <laughs> and, um, even from every game on, like, it keeps adding more and more elements of Xenogears to the battle system. Like, you start off with one mech who actually uses Kung Fu until he gets a sword like Faye and Welltall. Um, actually, though, Welltall itself and, uh, Valimar, the mech from Cold Steel, they even look similar. So it's just really cool to see Xenogears um, influence a game like 20 plus years later to that degree. That's actually, that's cool on multiple levels because uh, Takahashi actually was with Falcom for a while. Oh, really? I, I didn't, didn't know, know that. that. Yeah, oh, yeah, but it was pre-Square yeah, Enix. Or, yeah, yeah it was. that's where he started, right? Or... I believe so. I think he was like a designer over there for a while before he went to Square Enix. That's pretty cool. Full circle. That's <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and I... <laughs> Yep. They it might have almost been like paying like homage in a way, <laughs> on purpose, partially in part due to that. Wouldn't surprise me because like it's not even a coincidence. Like if you look at Welltall and Valmer side to side, they're like kung fu poses one to one. I can see it. I can definitely see it. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> All right. Are we finally um, awake? Go on. I, I got one more to mention, okay. but um, I want to mention it because I love the mix design, but it's also a bastard. 
It's Opiomorph. I just wanted to put that out there. I hate I hate you, Opiomorph, but you look really cool. I hate the fight with you, but you know what? You look really cool, so you get a little bit of a pass. All right. But I hate that fight. <laughs> Alright, are we ready to finally move on to Zenosaga? Yeah, because I think so. I have maybe more to say in that game. It's like, oh man, I'm so okay. terrible. I know I only know about Xenosaga. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're fine. We all have our areas. There's a few things from Gears that we can definitely mention in Saga yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Like the like the anima and animus well, kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to I, I don't want to get ahead too far, but I actually added Universitas to the list um because it wasn't uh, on there and like that's definitely counts. Um Mechs are all over the place in Xenosaga to be quite honest with you. Um because it has exactly. like the most different it has the most like types. Okay, yeah, cuz you got your uh, you got your eggs, you got your aims, and you got your ES units. Lots of mechs all over the place. Um, yeah. Uh, then you've got the little robots on Matthew's ship that aren't really mechs, but, you know, I just want yeah. to mention <laughs> The Shout androids. out to Spumoni or whatever that one's name was. Oh, I know there's one named Adonis, so I'll call him out. He's the bartender. <laughs> yeah, and then you also got, like, building... Erde Kaiser in the game's too. Yeah, so that's what's crazy to me that it blows my mind when, when I talk to people about it and they say they don't like the uh, mech designs in Xenosaga compared to Xenogears. Um, because, like, Xenosaga has a lot in it. For, for, people, for people to say that. Yeah, but the thing with the Xenosaga ones is that is that like at least Xenosaga yeah. one? The the robots in them aren't anywhere near as flashy mm-hmm. as Gears or as they would get as we go on in, in that series. I think go, for for a yeah. lot of people, go on. I, I think like in in Saga, at least from what I remember playing in Saga one, it seemed like a lot of the robots they went for a more practical design as opposed to something that just looks really flashy. Because you see the robots often, like, you'll see NPCs piloting robots in Saga. Yeah, well, and that's a thing. I think it's, like, really important to, like, you know, the ESs in Saga are the gears. The Everything else, like the, like, the aims and the eggs and, like, all them, they, those are, like, especially the, the aims, like, they're basically Zaku's, man. <laughs> yeah, they feel like utility, you know, that they're, they're, like, the janitor robots or, or something. Yeah. Compared to, like, the ESs, where they go fucking crazy with the mech design. Yeah. Also, I never noticed this until now. Um, because these games have so many references to other anime, when if Shion summons his Dominion tank? Oh. Wow. Yep. I, I never noticed that, like, or re- put two and two together until now. It's like what we were talking earlier about that one enemy and gears, like, s- super dimension. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the I, hyper, the super dimensional fortress I, that looks super like Super dimensional fortress. Like, I'm like, wow, that, <laughs> they weren't even being oh, subtle yeah, there. Because you could you know, summon, like, individual parts of Urtikaiser in the first game, couldn't you? Yes, you could. There were, yeah. there were, like, some of Shion's specials. Yeah, okay. Um, I also, um, 
since we're not that far out of the Xenogears talk, and we just mentioned the giant dandelion ship, or the fortress, rather, uh, we we need to mention that Yggdrasil 4 exists. <laughs> we forgot about Yggdrasil 4, we're such failures. <laughs> just kidding. I was like, we didn't mention like the biggest <laughs> mech in the game, what's wrong with this? That's true, it is literally the biggest mech in that game. Well, we're not out of the podcast yet, so there you go. That said, I am slightly disappointed that Junior's uh, skills are Magnum Joe and Buster Joe when they could have totally went for Crusher Joe if they wanted to like stay with referencing old anime. Yeah, they could have. Well, it's missed opportunity they, well, that there. Was, those Big were, Joe. yeah, I mean, those were references to Big Joe, weren't they? I think because I think you have to beat. Uh, Oh, what's his name in episode in episode one? It's not Big Joe. It's uh oh, you're talking about um, we literally at the 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 secret yeah, boss. Yeah, we literally talked Wasn't about. Was he called it. Great Joe? Oh, Great Joe. Great yeah, Joe. Great Joe. Great yeah, because I think Junior Immortan Joe. Great. Joe. Yeah, because I think Junior gets those moves after you defeat Great Joe. I mean, tangent. But... Yeah, that was the thing I didn't do. <laughs> I didn't. I remember trying him once. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Um, back to eggs and Zenosaga one. You know, like uh, like it was said, they seem to be more utility based, and I guess that makes sense because like the eggs don't really have personalized names; they're all just model numbers. Yeah, I mean they're yeah they're literally anti gnosis weapon systems, so they're basically there just to fight gnosis. So they're the like the lowest level of the earth. Power wise to of the mechs, and then you have, the- and I think only three characters actually have dedicated eggs. Everything else is can just be inter- interchanged among characters. If I remember, yeah, that correctly. wasn't there like three you could unlock through the dock colony by buying them for a lot of money? Yeah, let's see. Here are the eggs in the entire game. You have the the VX ten thousand that is Shion's. You have the VX7000, which is Junior's. You got the VX4000. You got the AG02, which is Chaos's. Uh, AG04 and the AG05. Hmm. I'll have to throw in pictures in the video version of this because I can't remember what they look like off the top of my head. I remember like the red, the yeah. reddish orange one that basically skates around. Yes. That is the AG04, I'm pretty sure. I was going to sure. say, I couldn't tell you it by name, but I remember that one. <laughs> That's, like, the one I remember the best. Which, I, I must say, uh, eggs and, like, piloting eggs in episode one was kind of terrible in the fact that if you die in your eggs, your character's just lost for the rest of the battle. I hated that so much. That was, yeah, that was the thing. Like, before you got... That was the thing that was always painful in any kind of mech fights throughout this entire like group of series is just like if the mech goes down, you know, well other than X and if the mech goes down, you know, you, you pop out of it, but in every other one it was like if the mech goes down, you're just done. There's no revival item, nothing. You you can't fight on as the even if you could fight on like as the smaller version, you well, except for in Saga, you wouldn't get, like, messed up, but in Gears, you definitely would, because the mech could just, like, step on yeah. you and, oh, you're dead. Which it was cool in Episode 1, how it 
kind of like it merged the mecha and character battles into one system which x would kind of build upon later but i thought that that's cool at least i did like that i liked that you actually had the option to just jump out of your mech in the middle of battle and gears also mm-hmm. like if you really wanted to oh yeah and then you could just call it down <laughs> I remember one time in Gears going into battle accidentally outside of my mech, or outside of my gear, rather, and we like, oh, crap, and I think I managed to call one down before they completely destroyed me, so I didn't get messed up because it was a not like a huge, huge enemy. Oh, or, or I mean, it was a huge enemy, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a mini boss or anything like that. It was just a normal enemy. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get one back and beat them with it at least. Oh, or the opposite situation where you get in a, a battle, you're in your gears, and there's just like foot soldiers, and you just basically just stomp on them. Yes. <laughs> Man, I feel bad for the croaker tribe or the the frog people in that one cave. <laughs> you're just like going through that cave in, in your gears, and you run into those and like, uh, Squash, I'm sorry. I just need to get out of here. <laughs> Um, so besides eggs, uh, the aims, which are the assault maneuver weapon system, um, they weren't, were they even, were there even any, there weren't any playable, right? Or, um, not that I know of. Yeah, no. They were just like, kind of like, yeah, they were like the go between eggs and ESs. See, it's, it's weird, because uh, it's like they're different, but these guys feel like Sakus 2. Um, Sakus 2.0. One of them... I'm looking at the uh, the wiki here. One of them looks like uh, Heimdall. Jin's uh, aims look like Heimdall. Oh! Oh, yeah, I forgot he had his own aims in the flashback to Old Melsha. Yeah. And then I think I think Doctus's aims is like I hate to say it, but it's probably objectively the best one. Like in terms uh, of like yeah. in no, terms of like how much like actual thought was put into it, but Australia is pretty cool. And then the rest um, of some of these are actually enemies that you actually have to fight. Yeah, like you guys remember. Mm-hmm. Go on. Oh, I was I was just gonna mention like Richard and Herman before they got their ESs were aims. So Pylum and Scudum were aims. I was gonna ask if anybody remembered what that that one that Virgil is up on, in in yeah, the first Zeno saga. To, I was just about to mention that. Yeah, its its head had a very distinct look to it to me. If I remember correctly, well, actually, I'm looking at a picture, and I think there were a bunch that looked like that. That at the start I of think that that's game. the only time you have a robot that wasn't like part of the normal eggs. And wow, looking at it again, it does look like a lot like Zaku in the face or in the head area. Oh, <laughs> it's from episode one on the Woglende, or yeah, the episode one. Mm. Yeah, on the Woglende. Yeah, on that part, like they've got like those ran rounded heads with the single visor that has just like the you know just like the shape of it overall does remind me a bit of like the zakus so um i guess in keeping with what we did before 
do people have like a favorite ES or mech design from Saga? Um, I. If I'm gonna, oh, go on. Uh, I was going to say, if I'm going to bring up the eggs, it's definitely that that reddish orange one that Xion has that skates around. It it actually does look pretty cool. But as far as the ESs, man, that's a that's a lot tougher. Yeah. Uh, the designs are so good. Like, I really love Ruben. Ruben's design. Ruben's a good one. Yeah, I was between like Ruben and I don't even know. I don't even want to say that because I don't want to cut Dina short oh, either. Yeah, D- no, yeah, Dina. But I, I was gonna say Zebulon because I like how big its freaking head is for one thing. Oh, Asher, Asher is probably my favorite. <laughs> Which I guess we should probably throw out there that each of the ES units basically are named after the vessels of Anima and are basically the same names from Xenogears, but. Yeah, and those are the twelve trials or tri- twelve tribes of the Israelites is what those are named after. Uh, the Dina is probably my favorite, but mainly because it reminds me of another mech from Super Robot Wars called the Fairline. It might be the same designer, actually, but I'm not sure. Yeah, um, actually, in an episode of Retrograde, they went a lot more, a, well, a little more into this at least, but um, they were talking about. Like what they were, what those relics were named after in Xenogears, and since these are named after the same things, we'll just mention that. And I believe that the Dina was named after like a thirteenth one, but I don't remember completely how that was said. <laughs> yeah, because I think I like outside of the normal twelve. Yeah, I believe Junya Ishigaki did the mecha designs for this too. Or at least that's what Anime News Network says. I'm going to be honest with you. If we're talking all the ESs, Mm -hmm. I think my favorite one is actually Dan. I was actually going to say, like, Dan's is out there. Like. It's insane. It's it's pretty good. Like. It's like a shell. It's like a cape, but not. Well, it's like a shell, but then the shell can open up and it's actually like gigantic wings or something. Oh. It's like it's really crazy looking. Yeah, it's it's wicked. And and the thing about like Dan's design too is that like the actual mech part actually looks like something from Xenogears instead. Like it looks really almost almost out of place in this game. But in a way, yeah. Honestly, you know what? Like the main body of ES Dan kind of reminds me of a little bit. So not to go too heavily into Xenoblade X again, but there's like these little robot enemies called Puges. Oh yeah, I know what you're and talking it about. It kind of reminds me of those yeah. a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. It's got like the really pointy edges, like at the on the limbs and the head, and I guess that's why it reminds me of that. But that shell wing thing that it opens up out of that is just that was just like too cool of a part. It's like a giant. Honestly, looking at it, a picture of it opened up it's like uh it's almost like a phoenix or something like in mythology like in those pictures you see of those mm. like where the wings and the tail feathers are just going everywhere like uncontrollably and yeah that's really cool <laughs> yeah dan blew my mind i'm also a big fan of the isekar yes i like the isekar because it's basically crescents again <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I, I say I'm a big fan of the Isakar, but after fighting it, I'm not as big a fan oh, of, of course. the Isakar anymore. But <laughs> we, 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 we have to talk about that eventually. Um, for sure. Why does the Isakar heal so much? I don't understand. <laughs> he was... <laughs> I also like... Uh, I mean, I like Simeon, but like I... I was just about to say Simeon. Yeah, but then like when Albedo becomes a testament and it like the change it has, like I wish we had a fight with this Simeon too. I was gonna say which Simeon. <sighs> I like both. The second one is really weird, but I like it. The does Yeah. Go ahead. I was just does like does Dina remind anybody else like almost of like a Mega Man Zero character with a jet strap to its shoulders. <laughs> I can kind of see why you say that. Like in a sense, you know. Yeah. Dina is such a cool looking mech too. Yeah, Dina is awesome. I'm pretty sure Dina's, Dina's cool. the only one that got a figure. A yeah. Figure? Yeah. I think you might be right. I would have liked one of Asher. Asher's pretty cool. Yes. I they yeah. definitely improved the design from the second game for Asher. Cuz Asher was not that appealing yeah. at all. They gave Asher a pretty good makeover from 2 to 3. I mean, I think Asher still looked really good in 2, but uh he definitely looked better in 3. Yeah, I the Dina is super cool, because isn't there a part of the Dina that's like Cosmos' motorcycle? I know she uses it to dock yes, I believe into it. Yeah. I believe it's part of the head. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Like, uh, it goes... Like, the way that it works, I believe that, like, the head is part of the visor on, like, the motorcycle-looking part, if I'm not mistaken. Which is, like, also, like, Cosmos' is, like, bed chamber thing. Yeah. I also got to mention that um, Dina probably has my favorite, I don't know what you'd call them, but like the lower leg feet portion. I, lo I love how it looks like some giant like blade hoof thing. It actually reminds me of a, um, it actually reminds me a lot of in Blaze Blue, there's a character um, Mew 13, or, yeah, yeah, Mew 13 that has legs basically the same as yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's definitely keeping in fashion with, like, Cosmos's robot high heels. <laughs> Man, you know, like, a lot of the best mechs just have high heels. <laughs> like yeah. Like, totally off you topic, know, but I thought it was really funny when, um, uh, mentioned, uh, Code Kiosk earlier, because I, I distinctly remember those mechs being interesting because of the wheels, on the feet, like they were just like roller skating around everywhere, and I thought it was super neat. Especially Callan's mech, Nagurin. I cannot remember the name of it. Nagurin. Nagurin, yes. Yeah, in that series, I I loved that series as well. Um, I think that there were a, a lot of those nightmares. I believe is what those mechs were called in that series. Um. There was, like, a lot of the other ones that people had that were just, like, you know, they were the Zakus. They all, a lot of them looked the same and stuff like that. But then, the like, the other characters got, like, these really cool-looking ones. I did love that. 
Let's see. Let's see here. I don't know what would be my favorite. Um, it's it's tough. Like I like Simeon. I like Dinah. I, I think I would probably have to pick Asher, but I do really like Isakar because like it reminds me of um, Anubis from Zone of the Ender I Second Runner. Oh yeah, that and I love Zone of the Ender Second Runner. The fight when you're fighting Anubis, that's like one of my favorite fights in any video game. Asher kind of gives me Jehuti vibes, actually. And also, there's Loophole. Can't can't forget about that dude. Little yeah. Sibzen nod. <laughs> yes, Loophole. And my... oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh. I forgot. Loophole's so cute. It's like yeah, it's like mini. Yeah. Um. Man, there's so many good robots in Xenosaga now that we have them all kind of like listed out. Because there's like the Erde Kaisers too. Oh, so um, also, not to derail, but should we mention, since we did mention what AIMS and EGS stands for, I guess we should mention what ES stands for. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it stands for Einsoft. Don't right? worry. It yes. is, yes. I was like, That's don't worry, off. if you don't remember, I'm looking at the page right now just to back <laughs> I, this up. Yeah. Einsoft, translated as no end. Unending, there is no end, or infinite. You know what's funny about that, actually, in a way, too? Um, doesn't Veltal translate to, like, universe? Yes. Yes, it does. You know, those are, like, both really big things. I just want to mention that. That's put very gracefully, I know. But no, I don't think I don't know if that's actually supposed to be connected. That was just <laughs> I did not know the universe thing. I, I was just riffing, which makes Omega Universe does make more sense. It's it's hilarious. But we should also mention the other Xenogears references in Saga with the mechs. Yes. Yeah, I remember that blew my mind when I found out that you could fight Omega Universe Tess and then like what it looked like. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Am I fighting Faye? <laughs> I love, I love that fight because the death blows. Yeah. <laughs> death, yeah, blows the death blows are so good. <laughs> that was a really yeah. Good. It was one of the more blunt Xenogears references, but it was a, an amazing reference. I'll say. I remember people were watching me in that fight, and it was like, "Remind you of anything?" And I'm like, "Huh?" And then I started seeing the death. Blows. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know they'd be that direct with it, but yes, <laughs> definitely. And I guess one of the mechs looks like Deus, too. Yeah, it wasn't that Dimitri's. Yeah. Uh, the Omega Rest Novae. Yeah. When it's oh, all that's... souped up and powered up. And that also has the two attached mechs to it that look like Velton Verge, or... Or am I thinking of something else? It basically replicates Deus's angel mm-hmm. people hands with with other mechs, yeah. And I think you're right on which ones it was. Ugh. Yep, Anolisoft was not salty at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is there any other mechs to talk about in Xenosaga before we move on, or any that you want to talk about? Yeah, I know. I'd... Um. We didn't. Oh, sorry. I think Zarathustra is amazing. <gasps> oh um, yes, Zarathustra is amazing. Yep. 
and the reason why I think it's amazing is be like it's amazing on like a couple levels. Like it's amazing as a final boss because it's like a combination of all of your mechs that you've been piling around the whole game. And I think that's super neat. Um, and I also like totally dig the idea in the robot sense of like combining like they do that in transformers all the fucking time like where they just combine pieces of other robots to you know what i mean yeah i really i really like the um how piecemeal zarathustra is for sure like just like every piece is from a different es and even during that cutscene, it's just so it's so fierce because it just goes around and just like rips the pieces off and it's just so mm-hmm. yeah so vicious about it how very grin lagan of it <laughs> just like just like cram this piece into this piece and we'll make it work kind of thing but yeah i i love that boss fight um what was uh actually no that was uh i was trying to remember the name of margulis's um that was uh was Levi the Levy? That was Levi. Yeah, that was Levi. The jeans. <laughs> yeah, it was Levi. My bad. And um, Lewis is is actually or Virgil's. Sorry, <laughs> Virgil's is actually. I was looking at his full name and I just said that. Oh. But um, his is actually kind of interesting because he has basically like a spider tank with a railgun on the front. Oh yeah, Naftali. Yeah, it was a really interesting different design than the others and then you've got judah of course which was that was kevin's yeah it's kevin's and honestly like <gasps> oh it, it's a really slick design but uh, it's one of the um least flashy in a way i guess you'd say like it doesn't have a bunch of like a particular huge part just jutting off of it or something like a lot of them do but i do really like it it looks very I'm a little upset about um, judah to be honest yeah. Because it didn't get very much screen time. Also, but the, not at but all. the database makes it sound awesome. Like, and overpowered. So, you guys have seen that one art of, like, where it's like Cosmos, and then it's like the Ruben and the Judah fighting, maybe? Is it the one with, um. It's. Is it like the the big art yeah. with. Yeah, Cosmos it's like, yeah, it's the like the perspective shot, yeah. yeah. Like,. So what what makes me like kind of mad about that is like I'm pretty sure that fight was supposed to be in the game, but it just wasn't. I yeah I bet you're right on that. Yeah, and... I really really love that artwork. You I don't know if you already mentioned it between Dino, yeah. Judah. Sorry, that's what he was talking oh about. God. Yeah, sorry. Like because no, you're fine. But it's the fine. database makes it no seem worries. like the Judah's like crazy. Like it has knives that can cut through like space time and shit that's pretty awesome and like you just don't get to see it do that <laughs> so um that's what i'm a little bit of disappointed about when it comes to the judah but oh i think like the plainest looking es's well to to me i mean like they don't have as many bells and whistles on them as probably just going to be Gad and Joseph, which were, you know, Richard and Herman. Oh, I forgot. Didn't Wil- Wilhelm have Joshua? Uh, I... no. Oh. Uh, 
Or maybe didn't someone didn't someone have a DS, Josh? Am I making that up? I I don't think so. Maybe maybe it was um. I mean, Wilhelm's would technically be Zarathustra, right? <laughs> well, no. Oh, okay, maybe bad. not. That's... Well, no, because I think that Judah was being used as like a power source of some kind in the story. I'm like oh, looking at a list. No, I I found it. A, Joshua, I'm not seeing a Joshua. Yeah, I, I found it. It's um, a green mech. Um, it's the central control system to Zarathustra. So I don't. So oh, I, don't, okay. I guess it's technically an ES, but. Oh, it is also the main generator of the Damarong. Oh yeah, when the when okay. the when it disappears, the Damarong yeah. is just like on life support. That seems pretty important, but it's like you're you're powering your ship with a mech. That's that's also kind of Gorilla Gun. I. It's like, well, we can't take the the engine out of this mech, so we'll just stick the whole mech in the ship to power it. Basically. Um, I guess aside. Well, I guess aside from the ESs, I did want to mention the, um, there's like the corrupted, I think, I mean, I think they're like technically mechs, but they seem to be like mechs mixed with some, like they're corrupted or something, but the Natuses in the, um, in Abel's Ark that you have to fight, they look very mech-like if they're not, and you gotta fight them with your mechs for sure, but I remember them, them being pretty... Some pretty rough fights for me, at least. Natus Lumen in particular oh, was. Those a, are all references to one. Gears as well. Yeah, I was, oh, that's right. Yeah, I was thinking some of, of them look like other gears. Like some don't some look like uh, look like Billy's gear and Bart's gear. I think Lumen looks kind of like Rin Mazuo, if I remember. Yeah, correctly. there's a Rin Mazuo one for sure, and the one the fire one has a whip. Like, uh, Bart's like, yeah. Brigandier. And Vari or Heimdall. Yeah. Brigandier. Or, not, not, not Heimdall. Brigandier, thank oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Heimdall is Sutan's. Okay. Are we ready to go into the Xenoblade series? I think, I think so. so. <laughs> Alright, yeah. So we'll start with Xenoblade Chronicles, which... Mech, Mech aren't quite the same in that one. No, not quite. I mean, we the closer we have are like the Mechon, right? Which are like these mechanical beings that live on Mechonis. And then you've got the Face Mechon, which are a little bit different. Some of them can speak. And some of them have people inside. I know, massive spoiler alert, but yeah. Uh, they're not really... Their robots in Xenoblade aren't really robots in the sense that, like, people are just piloting them and using them to fight. They're a lot more sentient than that. Except when they are. Yeah, I mean, okay, so there is the thing. <laughs> like, a lot of the Mechon are kind of tools made by, you know... Like, because they do talk about, like, he did make them, you know? Right. Like, Eagle did make a lot of those mech on, but then there are the faced ones, which are not quite the same. They're not. They're like humans forced to be pilots. 
they're like humans forced to be in it. Those are like the few that are kind of much, very much like the pilot or robot. Because, like, the people of Mechonis were actually, you know, the Machina. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. Yeah, robots don't play as much of a role the way they do in the previous games and Incident Blade Chronicles. Yeah, yeah I think that was, Seven's Mech is probably would've... my favorite out of everything. Oh, oh, face, is that Face Nemesis, or? Yeah. Yes. And, honestly, I was... Thinking about, it, I think people have compared uh, Face Nemesis a lot to like Vierge. Um, but I, I'm also after just looking at the saga ESs again, I'm also seeing similarities like to Judah, and <laughs> you know some of those. I think my f- there's a similar like head shape going on with some. I think my favorite's totally Yaldabaoth, or I don't know if I pronounced that right, but. Eggels. Yeah, that's yeah. yelled about. Yeah, I really like the, the look of that one. And it's got a tail. I really like... I really I like actually some... really like Zord. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just one massive, chunky piece of metal <laughs> with a hammer. One thing that's really cool um, about those mech designs that's, like, really insane, really out there from what I'm used to, other than maybe, like, how Zarathustra um, had, like, those two big floating rings... You had to attack and stuff. Um, like they had a bunch of like these weird like ring shaped, well, like half ring shaped things that you know they kind of looked like uh, if you know like the weapon chakram, but like mm-hmm. cut that in half almost. So it was almost like a sickle kind of thing, and they just had giant things like that coming off of some of them, like metal face, and I think Zord had some. And you just had some really out there, like, parts coming off of those that are like, I don't know how it's practical at all, but that's really cool looking and not something I'm used to seeing. Even even from this series, like, it felt like a departure where they went with some of these mech on. Yeah, it's really, really interesting where the designs went in this game. Like, it's almost like a, like, I just don't just don't know <laughs> I wish I had something but I don't because like they have like some of them have like tails and stuff yeah. well I, I was gonna mention actually on the Yaldabaoth like Yaldabaoth thing um, with Ego he has that his is like one of the craziest period yes. I think yes. um, and I remembered a thing I had read uh, about like the inspiration behind some of the parts on him. And I was trying to remember exactly what it was. Oh, it was like on his back mm-hmm. that, that weir that will kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I believe that was direct. That was like directly based off of something from like Hindu mythology. I want to say. Yalnabath looks like he could turn into a ship. He does. he does. I'm pretty sure he, when he flies off, he does like, he has the um well yeah he sort of does like have a yeah. that ship transformation. Actually that thing on his back looking at it again too kind of reminds me of like the sword from Halo. <laughs> the one thing I actually really like about the Xenoblade robots are the thrusters. Like there's something really cool. I love how when they charge up you can kind of see like the rings go on them then when they just start flying you get that nice little trail. 
yeah, that is really good. I, I love those scenes, like, near, um, like, Alchemoth. Yeah. When they're all flying. Well, I guess more towards Prison Island, but yeah. You know what Yaldabaoth actually reminds me of? Like, the face? It reminds me of Kane from Xenogears, if you see them side to side. Oh. Yeah. yeah Especially I how he's called Goldface, too. In some... Yeah, I guess... I'd see oh, why you yeah, say that, for sure. That. Do you have any favorites about in, in Xenoblade Chronicles? Um, Metal Face in general, but that's partly due to just, like, his personality, not just from, like, being yeah. an actor. Oh, his voice is so great. It really is. And either Japanese or English, too. Both really well. Oh, wasn't... Is the Japanese version have Vegeta's voice actor? No, it's a Cell. Oh, my bad. Yeah, can't go wrong with the version. Uh, but yeah, I like all the mechs in Xenoblade. Besides Metal Face, they're all like just equally awesome to me. Yeah, Jade Face is another cool one. I do like those, like how crazy the fingers on Metal Face yeah. are, because they're just long blades. Basically, they could each be a giant sword individually. It really helps with the whole slasher thing he has going on. Yeah, and and I guess that that's what makes um. Fiora's death scene that much more um terrifying. Like it really shows you how much of a threat he is, especially when they zoom in on his little claws and you can see the blood on it. Mm-hmm. His sword, the Aldabaoth sword, resembles the seven branch sword of Japanese legend. Apparently, <laughs> it's a cool little fun fact. Also, um, I think, man, I really wish I could remember that part on his back what that was actually inspired by but i think that was the same thing that was the inspiration for like that ring on you ever are familiar with the pokemon arceus or arceus arceus yeah he has like that um like that ring around his body i think those are both actually inspired by the same thing design wise which i found interesting i wish i could find the article i had read that went more into that but i cannot if you if you can um, find it by the time I post this, I can put it in the show notes. Uh, yep, that's true. That's very true. I was also going to say that um, Face Nemesis, I'm not sure if this was like an alternate version or of how it was just originally going to look. There's a red version of it in the, um, what's it called? The art book for Xenoblade Definitive. I don't own it myself, unfortunately, but I've seen pictures of it online. Uh, I have it. It's up here, but I don't know if. Like in the uh, chat itself, here's an image of it. Like it looks cool, but I do think the final color look worked better for uh, you know who who was in there. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I still don't know what I don't know really what I, I still don't think that looks really cool. Red like that, but yeah, it does fit the character better. Yeah, I do. I do really like that color on it. Yeah. It is really nice. Is that the um? That is, is that like Ava Unit uh two's colors? Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that, but sure, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like that's Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. There's really not much you could say about the Max in terms of gameplay. I guess you could say that customizing seven. If we if we don't want to say who, I mean, who seven we've is, said that. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Oh. We've spoiled Zarathustra. Yeah, all right. It's Fiora. 
the Mechonis is technically like, a no, what, screw it. mech. How about this? Oh. <laughs> in Smash Bros, they, ref- they refer to Fiora as Mecha Fiora, so Fiora counts as a Mecha. Yeah, there you go. And also, I would say, like, yeah, you could say, well, that's not really mech customization. You could change armor for any character. <laughs> but her armor does work a little oh, differently wait. than it does Can for a lot she, of the other can't characters. Can't she get arrows? Pretty sure, yeah. Uh-huh. She has, um, I believe, one of her, um, you know, like those uh, pylon things that come off her back that you can switch mm-hmm. out. I think they're yeah. on her. I think they're like they're either an extra slot or they put them like on the feet slot for her or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you can change those out to be like arrow, an arrow type thing. I also want to bring up Jade Face again because I just want to say like that part where he snaps you. <laughs> That, wow, yeah, boss, that part was that was that a lot was of fun because it was just so different from all the other battles <laughs> up to that point. <laughs> it was yeah. really interesting. I've, I don't remember. I don't. Th- I can't think of many RPGs where I've seen like a cover system at least for like one part of the game. Yeah, yeah. It was neat to see them take the environment into account when it came to the battle system. I kind of wish there was more fights in the game that were like that. Yeah. It did make me kind of wish we had more stuff like that. While I'm on the topic, I should also bring up, because it I saw it, you should hear it too, if you don't remember, but Jade Face has a move called Blow Jagging. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I was trying to like get him to do that, so I could take a screenshot, but it didn't happen. Oh, I have a screenshot. I can oh send it God. to you. No worries. Oh, you took a screenshot of it because yeah. it bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I had to bring this up in front of David. This was specifically for David. <laughs> All right, just in that's a mood. Uh, so, Dang are we it. ready? Oh, are we ready for the the most mecha Xenoblade game? Or yeah, I think so. Xenoblade Chronicles Cross. Let's do it. Yeah. Go make so crazy. the designers for this were uh, Takeyuki Yanase Koichi Mugitani, or as others in Osaga fans might refer to as Choko, and Yasushi uh, Suzuki. I know, I think Takeyuki Yanase did most of the the player. Uh, uh, I was about to say dolls, um, scales, but whereas well, scales, yeah, yeah they're dolls in. Japanese, so yeah, and then Suzuki. I- yeah, do you guys prefer one name or the other? At first, I preferred dolls back when we first uh knew they were going to be called scales, mm. but now I'm indifferent, I'm fine with both. Mm-hmm. I remember people were upset about that. They're like, How could I call it scales? That's so stupid. They're dolls. Wasn't one of the songs on the OST even referred to them as dolls or. It, it still says dolls, I think. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Black Tar directly said so- something about when the dolls go come or come out or something like that. <laughs> like some line that David Whitaker rhymes out in the rap <laughs> Insert part. Clip here. Yeah. Um. Um. I I kind of like both. Fine. I, I, yeah. I, I, same I, here. I, either work for me. I've gotten used to it. I mean. I, it still just seems like a random decision, but I'm okay with it. Um, um, oh, go on. 
I'm laughing at the uh, at the Xenoblade wiki page for scale because I'm looking at it just out of curiosity, uh-huh. and the first picture on it is just a picture of a scale, and it says a scale in the caption, and that's it. And I don't know why that's funny, but it, it just is. It, it's like very plain compared to a lot of the captions I see on this site. I'm a big fan of the scales from like a design point in general. Mm-hmm. Because they're from the same person that did uh, Gundam 00, which are some of the sexiest Gundams ever. <laughs> I That's nice. actually one I've watched. Yeah, <laughs> and I see he also did... And you're right! I also saw he did, like, Eureka 7. And... Yeah, I can definitely see that. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, he has a very distinct style that just looks cool. Gundam 00, the show that brought us a character named Lock on Stratos. <laughs> <laughs> That did happen. It's pretty great. Um, yeah. Um, what did you all think about having to uh, get your scale licenses before you could get your scales? Uh, I was kind of frustrated about that. <laughs> but that's also because like, when they were showing Xenoblade Cross before release, they were showing the scales like mm-hmm. crazy. Now seeing all this footage of like flying around the scales and scale combat, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, this sounds awesome. I cannot wait mm-hmm. to get this game. Only to find out that like I I don't even get to the scales until I think like forty or fifty hours in, and then like there's like another ten hours until you can fly. Yeah, like, I think oh. that wasn't even like I think that the scales were even in like the the very first teaser trailer for the game. Like and I was like, yeah. this is going to be so awesome. <laughs> and then Mexican. you have to like play for 30 hours before you can get in the mech. So. And skills in that game, like, when, when, when you do get them, I think you a lot of people seem to come to this, I don't know if I'd say realization, I, I feel like there's some people that are bound to like, the scale combat more than the on-foot combat. But most people I talk to, I feel like, are like, oh, well, yeah, the on-foot combat is better. But it's, at the same time, you never want to be without your scale just because of the mobility they provide. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because... And it is really satisfying when you finally get them and you can finally fly because you're just like, oh, my goodness, I can go oh, anywhere. Oh, that song that plays. I it That's <laughs> yeah. such an amazing part of it. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, that was actually very satisfying. When you finally get to fly, and the music starts playing, and you just have that sense of freedom. You already feel free in that, like, you can do whatever you want in Zenoblade Cross. Like, you play that game, you're like, wow, I can go anywhere I want to. But once you can fly, sky's the limit, literally. It's just so close to the end of the game. (laughs) I know, and that's the unfortunate part about it. Like, you try to sell people on that game, but it's like... it. You have to sit through so much that it's just really hard to get through in some ways for a lot of people. I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm sure there's some people that really enjoyed that, you know, that early grind in it, but that just most people just have trouble getting into that game because how, how long it takes to get through the start and just like the middle parts of that story get to the parts where it really, really opens yeah, up. I did. I actually like the scale license for the simple fact that uh, it just makes the mechs feel more special when you finally do get mm-hmm. it. 
What I don't like is that uh, you have to pay a fund if your mech is destroyed. Oh, yes. Because that's, that's really stopped me from going all out in certain parts. I was like, I don't want to pay this fee if my mech is destroyed. Insurance. That's, a, yeah. that's the only game where I'm just like, wait, you have to have, you have insurance? It's like... It just costs so much money. It, it costs so much money to get another mech or to restore your mech. <laughs> Am I the only and, one that fell into the trap of I relied too much on my mechs? And uh, final boss battle, I guess, spoiler, there's a part where your mechs are disabled and you have to get on foot, and that sort of screwed me over. I, I actually had a lot less trouble on foot in that part than I did in the <laughs> mech part. I had a lot of trouble in the mech part. But once I upgraded like one of them to the 50, it went a lot easier. Oh, yeah. Um... I just I just find it really funny that it's kind of like everybody whenever you think about mechs it's like oh everybody's excited about the combat and yeah the mobility's there but you get there and it's like oh the mobility is the best part it's like the combat wise you kind of played yourself going after this mech this whole game just to find that the on foot combat was kind of more fun for most people yeah. it was for me but I do really like the scale combat nonetheless. I definitely prefer scale combat myself, but I did like on foot combat. It's just, uh, that, I guess that's another thing. 30 hours of being on foot, it was just a breath of fresh air to get your mech. Mm-hmm. And by that point, oh, I was yeah. just like, okay, uh, I'm overpowered. I look cool. I'm not fighting on foot <laughs> anymore unless I need to. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, the scale weapons were really cool, especially the super weapons. Oh, yeah. Like, that phoenix, though. The six cannons. This is making me want to replay this game now, but I promised myself I'd try to wait for a Switch Oh, if we ever do get one. I'm still... I mean, there's still online stuff going. Um, they're Like, Yggdralith's been coming back barely frequently, I feel like, too, as far as, like, the online global nemesis missions. So, you can farm some parts. Uh, although, farming parts for some of those mechs oh gets, yeah some of those scales get yeah i farmed for the yeah. Ares 90 and that took oh gosh that took so long but it was so worth it until you can be strong enough to fight the jokers farming can take forever oh man yeah and the jokers joker is uh a really fast like level up for your your other weapon class or like your uh, different classes as well if you don't have all of them maxed by the time you know you find him, and even even when you're lower level, you can kind of fight him because his main thing is just oh he's really agile, he can outrun you, but he's got low enough defense you can actually take him out from a much lower level. Don't be intimidated intimidated by him being level ninety. But um, on the point of Ares, I guess we should bring up that that is the one that Choco designed specifically. I can see that. <laughs> I, I like. Um, I think that's the only one that Choco designed. I like designed. how when it moves, it it's it reminds me of like a nightmare from uh, Kogias. It just skates around on wheels. <laughs> I, I love its fly too. Oh yeah, and it's got those it those like, wings that it generates. It actually grows wings. Oh basically. god, yes, I yeah, love it's... that. It oh, it's so beautiful. Okay, what is everybody's? I mean, besides the Aries, what's everybody's favorite? Scales. Looks wise, I'm gonna say Layla, the Layla or Layla Queen. Um, I mean, both look great. I one thing that I really like about the Layla, it just like design wise, 
Um, and I, I'm just going to bring this part up to, because it's, it's one of the things I like about it. The cockpit folds into the back of the Layla and in a lot of the scales, that cockpit folds like into kind of like the abdomen, I guess I'd say like closer to the legs, things like that. But I, I thought that was really cool. Cause that the cockpit like had like a shiny, like surface on the back that reflected off of it. And also just like the shape of the Layla's head and things like that a lot. It, it just, it looked really cool to me. Um, but yeah, that cockpit also looks a lot like uh, Cosmos's bed, which I always thought was pretty cool. I think the formula looks pretty cool. I honestly, like, stat-wise, I ended up using probably the Amducius a lot. Just because... Same. Because of what Val said, like, with the whole, like, the whole insurance thing and not wanting to go all out, I wanted, like, usually took the safest option. I ended up using the Maestama more because it's more of a ranged focused, and so I was equipping it with things like the Phoenix and, you know, a lot of the missile type things. Um, I can't remember. I did always carry, like, a G-Buster with me, of course, but for the way the stats go... With, like, ranged on the Maestama, I stuck with that a lot, too. Um, of course, Varus, the rabbit, the rabbit mech, was always a really cool one, but yeah, I, 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 I like to play Varys. it safe, and I gave, like, Elma the Varus every time. There's, oh, yeah. like, some... Isn't there, like, some special ones that you can unlock? Like, there's a police one. You have to farm parts to... Bi- oh, the, the those are, like, the DLC yes, ones. Yes, they are the DLC ones. Or, well, for Japan. It came with the U.S. version. Yeah, we we just had them. But, but yeah, I think they were included with, like, the one, the special ones you have to build or something, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I did not build those ones. Because you built the Ares. It, yeah, it yeah, I built the Ares. I, didn't, I just didn't do the uh, those three DLC ones. Last I played, I was... Which, I'm going to go back and do this eventually... But I last I played, I was working on farming for I believe the Maestama Black Reaper. That thing is insane. I do like that it has like the Oni spike on its head, basically. Oh, it also bring up like there are the differences between the base models and like the ones that you build in looks as well. Like the Amdusius has like this, like how would you say its head is shaped? It has like that um kind of towering head. But, like, on the other form of the Amdusius, I believe it was the, uh... Actually, let me double-check that, because I don't want to mess up the name. But there's an, that other... Amdusius Hades. And I said Maestama Black, Black Reaper. I meant to say White Reaper. But the Amdusius Hades has, like, yeah. horns. Like, goat yeah, horns definitely on its head, which is pretty like, cool. Like horns. Which is... Yeah, those are, um... Those are really cool, but uh, you can't pay money for them, which, you know, you think, oh, that's cool, but uh, when you have to farm the parts for them, you find that that's not, you know, that's not as great. <laughs> you know, for those, as much work as it takes to build them, it, it would have been nice a nice thing to have them just include insurance for life. Yeah, that would be great. Been really nice. Um, Justin... But yeah, some of the parts you have to farm. Yeah, Justin, you're... Oh, sorry, so, go on. 
I was going to say, um, I guess the ones that I really like, I, I really like the Amducius and also the Varus because I, because one of the things I really like about Xenoblade Chronicles Cross is that you can customize all the colors. So I used to play around with that a lot. Like I remember, I think it was Delilah. There's one of them that I, that I, uh, colored like zero from Mega Man. And then I had an, I had, the, I had a Varus that looked like the, the uh, rabbit from Jumping Flash. And my MDCS, I don't think I, I uh, based off of anything. I think I just kind of mess around and just play with the colors a lot with it. So I guess like if I had to pick, it would probably be the Varus in the MDCS. I kind of just picked random colors. Or I kind of just like made up my colors, but I named my, my skills after different mechs that I liked. I named it. I love that you can change the colors and you have so much control over I that. I named a bunch of mine after yeah. Gears and, and ES units. I know I named one of mine Nirvash from from Eraka Seven. And wasn't uh the, don't go on. Oh, I just say a lot of the other ones I just kind of picked like names not based off of mechs as much, just off of random other things, so And just in the uh figure you got, it was the formula, wasn't it? Or Okay. That was the formula. Wish they had come out with different ones. Yeah, I wish they made more of them too. I wish they had too, because uh, I like the formula, but I, I would have preferred to have had one of the others out of those. The vehicle modes were different on the different models as well. Like uh, the formula, Varus, Urban, and Layla all had kind of like this um, motorcycle-looking thing. I think a few of them drove a little different. Like some felt a little more like a car's handling than a motorcycle's, I felt like. But then you get to, like, the Inferno and Enthusiast, and it's just, it basically becomes a tank. You're, like, a tr- more traditional tank-style vehicle. Um, and it actually kind of feels like driving a four-wheel vehicle, of course. But, and then the Maestamo is kind of crazy. It's basically like a Tachikoma, like a spider tank, because its wheels are... You can just basically go any direction and it can just strafe side to side and all this sort of stuff. It probably drives about the most differently out of all of them, from what I recall. I was about to say, I was like, I didn't love the vehicle mode, but that's probably because of the mech that I chose. Oh, it yeah. It could definitely use some work in places. Conducius is a little... That one is one of the... That one does not have great steering. I'm just going to be... Yeah. I also, I think it took me a while to even remember that it, they had a reverse mode. Like, you could actually hold, like, I think the R button and put them in reverse. And Because I think I went somewhere, I was like, man, I wish I could, there's some of these, I wish I could, you know, back up. And they're like, oh, you can. I'm like, oh, wait, huh? <laughs> What's your favorite Scales Bow? Um, the Varus was my favorite, um, like, by default aesthetic. Uh-huh. I had another one that I colored, and it just looked amazing, but I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. It was one of the more slender ones, I know that. Uh-huh. Um, I really liked all the mechs in this game. Like, there really wasn't one I just didn't like, so I tried to have as many as I could. Uh-huh. But I did have, like, my main ones I stuck with. Um, and also, someone said that one of the scales reminds him of Code Geass, and is also the same designer. He gets around. Oh, of course. Nice. Nice. 
But yeah, uh, I like pretty much all the skills. So they just all look awesome. Um, I don't think I ever got any of those. Um, what was it? Level ninety, level one hundred ones. So like most OP ones in the game. Oh yeah, like ninety. Um, there was an Aries seventy and an Aries ninety. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other ones were in the six. Were technically considered sixties range, like as far as level. I I don't think it mattered just to like a whole lot on them, but. I, you know, don't quote me on that. That was, was, if you build one of those, you got a really good mech. That's that's the point. (laughs) Of course. Uh, We should also bring up like the bind mechanic, I guess, which was pretty nice. Yeah. Because you'd have like, these things did run off fuel. It did take a little bit of fuel. I mean, it took some fuel to fly and it took a little bit of fuel to use your arts it wasn't like in Xenoverse, yeah, it was like, where it was just like... You definitely had a lot more to work with. But there was also a really nice feature. Um, whenever you pulled off the ability to do a bind in battle, it would like prompt you for this. You could bind the enemies, but while you were binding them, you would regain fuel as long as you... And like, you'd, it'd be like a set amount of time, but you, if you hit your prompts right, you could keep them locked in that bind the enemy locked in a bind for longer allowing them just to not attack as so you could get more hits in while you know they're helpless and you're also gaining back fuel the entire time that you're in that mode so you know like if you wanted to um keep fuel without you know going back and paying for it you could just you could hit the bind a lot but you know it it took specific setup to to do so it wasn't just like an all the time thing Unless you, the biggest thing with scales was just like building them right, which I came to appreciate, but at first was super overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You go into the menu and there's just all these parts with a jumble of letters and numbers for a name and things like that. And I was, I remember whenever I first looked at that screen, and even way later into the game, having trouble wrapping my head around what I was actually looking at. But um. I really, really came to appreciate how customizable those scales were. Uh-huh. Later on, whenever I kind of, you know, learned a lot of it, it was very fun to try out different parts on them, different think, weapons. I think that's another reason I like the scales so much, is that, like, my scales felt like my scales. Like, it wasn't just the generic scale that everyone playing the game had. Mm. Yeah, it's it's like almost, it's almost like you could make your scale anything, and there's no two scales that are alike because of it. Right. And then there were the uh, the ultimate weapons, or the, the ultra weapons, which were all yes. very awesome. I don't remember most of them, but I do remember my uh, go-to one was the giant sword. I... So I... I'm trying to find like a list of them because I don't remember them by name. I just remember the one that goes slashy slashy or boom boom, basically. <laughs> Um, like I remember the um, the one that looks kind of like a mace, but you could it was kind of like a whip mace or something. Then there was like a dragoon lance style thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really it was l- a big ass cannon that you can get. That's like it's it it's so big it almost takes up like your entire mech. Was that the one that's like the? It does it have like multiple cannon like oh yeah things I on it. That one. I love I that. Th- I think they give you that one. 
even like or a small a third level thirty version of that. I think they get yeah. It had like rid- a ridiculously long cooldown, but it also did a ton of damage. Uh, I'm f- going. I'm going to find these. I found a list of them, but it doesn't come with pictures. Yeah, I, I'm looking at that same list. But I mostly used the G Busters and the Phoenix. Yeah, I I was the same way actually. <laughs> Scale super weapons, yeah. Oh, the Hexad partition is the one that is the that you're talking about. Um mm. with the it had like multiple like cannons on it. It was yes. just it took up yeah. the entire like top of the thing. And then the I think the Okay, the Trident Anchor, I think, was the dragon, the Dragoon Lance-style thing, if I didn't remember correctly. But yeah, I definitely remember the Hexad Partition. Oh, no, there is actually just one called the Dragoon Lance. My bad. My bad. I was a really big fan of crazy stuff like the, um, like that Antimatter one was really cool. It was like that gravity weapon. I think it was like an orb-shaped thing. I don't The think... Barrage Cloak was one that I really liked because it was like, okay, so like if you've ever seen that, that Persona Thanatos, it has like those big coffin shaped mm-hmm. things around it. That's kind of what the um, the Barrage Cloak looked like. I don't think I ever saw some of these because like I don't remember these being in the game. The Drone Storm I know was a bunch of little like particle things. They were like, um, they were like little metallic drones that would like swarm around. That was actually really cool. There's actually a, a, a good YouTube video of just all of them. Nice. But, I mean, I remember watching, like, all of them, and they all have their awesome, you know, little things that they do. Um, I know that there was one that was, like, Tiger Claws as well. The Gravity Sword was the Zwayhand Q. Let's see... The Zenith Cannon was a giant railgun. That's right. The... That one is not well described. Oh, okay. No, that one. There it is. The Electric Flood is a bunch of, like, panels on the shoulders that send out stun waves of electricity. That one is really interesting to watch. Actually work, too. There were some... They really went some crazy directions with some of these weapons that I really liked. I mean, I'm sure they were based off of some other stuff from other, like, mech shows and things like that. But I really like that you had some really cool, really different options with a lot of those. That Trident Anchor actually launched a homing spear. That's That was pretty nice. I'm gonna have to look at this, because, yeah, like Bao said, I don't remember a lot of these besides some of the the really like that cannon with the, with the six cannons so one that i had actually forgotten about that was kind of crazy but i think literally summons a lightning storm is the voltaic tusk what? yes i i when i read the description of it again and i was like oh i remember seeing that in the video and was like huh <laughs> This is like some magic <laughs> going on. God. Okay, the antimatter was actually just a rifle. It was a it was a long range rifle. That was the that was one I brought up earlier that I could not remember. There's just it's like I don't remember all these names, but I remember what they look like whenever I see. 
the G pile driver was a giant drill. Ultimate combat drill. There's the Deus Crusher. I believe. Oh, the Deus Crusher was two extra arms. <laughs> Which it was also awesome. Wow. Then I already mentioned the Barrage Cloak. The Detonation F. I think the Detonation F was... Oh, yes. So the Detonation F was the the bomb flail. Like the mace that is kind of whip-like and you'd sling it out and it would ex- the end would explode. I sort of mentioned that earlier, but I, I left off some details. <laughs> but that one is pretty fun to watch in action as well. And then I believe the last one is the me- Mega Flame, which um, I think is just Missile Launcher, actually. <laughs> it's a gigantic rifle cannon stored in two parts on the scale's shoulders. Okay, yeah. But yeah, that's 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 pretty much all of them. That's to go down the list of those because you know those are really cool. Nice. Was there anything else anybody wants to cover, like Mecha Wise and Xenoblade X? I, you know, I think that's most of um what I had in mind to cover on that part. Uh, if anybody else had anything to add on that. Uh, no, I don't really have much else to say about. As an old blade cross. Oh, um, I actually have one more thing. Um, I guess we should bring up the that just how many of the enemies had mechs in the game. Like there was a lot, there was a lot of other mechs that you saw, both of alien nature and you know, just ones that were a little more. Well, actually, they were all of alien nature, other than like the scales, and even the mm-hmm. scales came from like alien nature, in a way. Um, but we could, we had talked about like Godjard, the, you know, the, um, Rothians had their own scales that had a kind of a distinct look of their own. And then you'd have other members of the ganglion that would drive, uh, that had certain ones that looked very different. There was like the, yeah, some of the ganglion ones were pretty crazy. There were some that were more like warships. And then there was like those Galder things that were huge. And then you would have like the uh remember the ones in Silvalum that like would fly oh, around? Gosh, those things would terrify me. The Zedoms. The Zedoms, yeah, they were probably one of the more terrifying mechs. And they also kind of resembled the Omega Resnovai. Hmm. I see that. In a way. Uh but yeah, other than that, and I should definitely mention mention everyone's favorite boss, or at least a lot of us here's favorite boss, Zufarg, which is more of a ship, but it kind of changes into a mech ship thing, whenever it basically sprouts legs and a I don't know, a laser cannon head thing and attacks you, so, you know there's that one that's a pretty big one Uh, and, you know, other than that there's some other random small things, smaller enemies you got like your puges, like I mentioned earlier, and stuff like that. And your, uh, so I don't remember how this is said, but it's, it, it's like I always call it like Komeva, or it's like Q M O your E O, some you know, it's a really weirdly written mm. word, but that was like the, the standard fair ganglion mech that you ran into a mm. lot, so. That's just a mention of a few of like the the enemy mechs. Okay. 
Um, they were kind of a smaller build. But yeah. All right. Okay. Well then, I think that I think that covers a lot. Okay. Of that. <laughs> then we'll uh, end this on the probably the Xenoblade game with the least amount of mechs. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Yeah, there's not a lot to say about <clears throat> Two or Torna for that matter. Yeah, because you have Siren, Ion, and Ophion. Um, though it uh it was cool. I guess it it was after the one of the updates that you could summon Siren for one of Mithra's attacks, right? Yes. Well, um, that was kind of a bigger thing in uh, Torna. It was like like the, the end boss fight in Torna involves. Like a fight oh, where yeah. you've got to go through the motions of the regular fight, and then every once in a while you can issue a command to oh, yeah. Siren that was really throughout cool. the battle, which I thought yeah. was really cool. I mean, cool. she also had... That was an awesome yeah. oh, fight. Yeah, that was a really awesome fight. But other than that, gameplay-wise, they don't really factor in a lot into Blade 2. Yeah, unless you count, like, Poppy Buster. <laughs> yeah, which... Poppy and Poppy Bust- Buster, you could technically count as That mechs. is like... There are some mechs that you fight in the World Tree also. Yeah. What were we saying, David? I was gonna say, Poppy is Sorry. like weirdly... Like, Gun Buster, Die Buster feeling... Thing. The most... That kind of thing. I don't know why. Oh, definitely. But... No, yeah, I agree. I Like, I get... Now that you mention it, I, I get like major... Like... No, no, the character from Gunbuster from Diebuster, no, no vibes out of Poppy Cutie Pie, in some ways. Yeah, like, and I wouldn't say that there are actually very many Gunbuster references in Xeno, like, at all. But well, there. I mean, some of those mechs in Xeno Gears definitely cross their arms a lot. <laughs> so I mean I I consider that a reference to, to Gunbuster because <laughs> that's like the thing in Gunbuster is you just cross your arms and let the missiles fly to to um assert dominance. Though um, Poppy Buster the robot kind of looks like the robot from Expel from Paradise. It does yeah. actually. Hmm. And funny that you uh, mentioned that because uh, I'm pretty sure the character designs in that were. Choco. <laughs> yeah, and I like, I'm pretty sure Mithra is pretty much, I, I forget the name of the character from Expel from Paradise, but Mithra looks pretty similar to that character, to the girl from that. What, what, like, her name was like, I want to say Angela or something? I don't remember. But yes. Yeah, it does look like the egg mech thing from Expel from Paradise. Uh, her name was Angela Balzac. Balzac, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the the mech mecha and this were basically used as tools and not really much else. Every once in a while, yeah, I feel like there were. I mean, there were definitely more of a story mm-hmm. thing um, than a gameplay thing. I did like how they were incorporated into that last fight yes, in Torna. I thought that it was, was really, really cool. cool. It. it it would have been interesting if they had used them more in other parts of, like, especially in Xenoblade 2 mm-hmm. itself. I remember seeing the cutscene where it showed them, like, in a flashback style thing, and I, like, lost my mind whenever I first saw Siren. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, what, there are mechs in this game? Yes. <laughs> I was like, I... Other than, other than Ophion, I it's guess. Like, I but... want to pilot these mechs, but I can't. Which I hope the next Xenoblade game lets you pilot mechs again. Well, that was an interesting thing about the way they seem to work, too, because the artifices were almost more like summons than they were, like, pilotable mm. from what we saw. True. Like, it felt like, oh, I call him down and he helps me, or whatever, Then rather than, like, they were almost like they were remote control mm-hmm. or something, rather than actually ridden in, for the most part, anyway. Would you all consider Harold to be riding a mech? You know... Somewhat, I don't know. It's hard to determine with blades because there's a lot that look like they have metallic wanna, parts on. I want to say right. yes because I don't know if that thing she's riding is sentient by itself. But I, I really like Harold. Yeah, I feel like I could consider. I really it. like her design. I do too. I feel like it's close enough to a mobile suit for me. Wow, there's really not that much to talk about for Snowblade Two. Is there? Well, I would like to. Um... I mean, if we don't have anything else really on the artifices, mm-hmm. I-, I could bring up there, are, uh, especially in the world tree. Well, actually, I think mm. mostly in the world tree. There are a few, um, uh, which I kind of briefly mentioned earlier, but there are a few mechs that you fight. Some are actually of the quite large variety mm-hmm. um, that you fight on foot. Because, I mean, that's all you do in that game. But uh, there are a bunch in like there's like a hangar full of them even that are different from the ones in the lower parts of the world tree like when you get up into the mm-hmm. orbital station at the very end there's like that whole room i know what you're talking about a hanger yeah. full of mix. Oh. and then on the way up through the world tree there's a part where there's like some hallways where you just start running into these bikes oh the freaking bike bikes mix, and i was like oh these are the cosmos these are the cosmos <laughs> bikes from xenosaka <laughs> just have to fight these now. Uh, I guess I will say about the artifices, since they don't appear much, when they do appear is usually for a good reason, and they do amplify whatever scene mm-hmm. they're in. So I guess that's one uh, positive about them not being in the game much. Although I do wish you could pilot them at least like once. Although I could see why they wouldn't want to go to the effort of like making an entire battle system for like one Yeah, battle. Yeah, that's understandable. They definitely make yeah, they definitely make a scene feel special. I could, uh, I guess I could harp on a little bit about some of the designs of the artifices a little more because we didn't really necessarily talk about that well, a whole I, lot. I know that. I mean, David has I to do leave. like Ion's. Oh, sorry. Design a lot. I, I mainly, yeah, I wanted to talk about Ion a little bit. In yeah, a way. like it's definitely cool. He's got all those wings and like just. Him be like half the half black, half white thing was really awesome. And it going into that fight after which, you know, I played, I actually played this game before I played through the saga series, but getting into the Zarathustra fight, I was getting some similar vibes from that. So, like, compare thinking about the Ion fight, whenever I went into that, but it's definitely got, I mean, they don't look the same, but they feel like the scale of that battle felt similar yeah definitely have similar vibes yeah i could see that i think also reminds me of the fight on the mechanis i think it was yellow or it was inside the 
Nakata's like control room or whatever kind of gives me a similar vibe to that too. Did you guys get like the feeling in this one that like the mech designs felt kind of like um I don't know how to say this, but they felt a little more like you know Saga went like really out there with some of mm-hmm. his mech designs. And this felt kind of like a, not really back to basics because they're very complex looking, but I, I remember when I first saw Siren feeling like he reminded me of like, uh, like one of the Gundams from like Unicorn or something like that a little bit, like that style of thing. Like it's very, you can, there's a lot of detail in it, but um, it, it kind of has like that old, that, that same kind of Gundam-ish feel. Yeah. Like the, Whereas, like, the Xenosaga, like, the ESs in Xenosaga felt, like, almost otherworldly yeah, by comparison. Yeah, Xenosaga is, like, I really I would weird. Say. Like, because I don't feel like the mechs feel, like, they definitely don't feel like the ones from Xenogears. Mm-hmm. But... No, yeah, no. Like, their shape feels more Yeah, alien. their shape is kind of weirdly futuristic, I guess. That probably ties into Xenosaga being like full on sci fi futuristic. Yeah. Yeah. But there there's like a certain blockiness that you see to like a a more Gundam esque design, I feel like, that I feel I feel like is present a little bit more again in um in Xenoblade Chronicles too. Like there's a certain like build they have by comparison. For sure, and then you look at you look at that in comparison to like the Mechon, and the Mechon are just like there's this weird like the, like I'm thinking it was like Zord. You got like this weird Humpty Dumpty egg shaped thing with like all these. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't mean to sound you know, I don't mean to make him sound like bad by saying that. I'm just he's got a really weird rounded kind of shape to him, you know, like some of those Mechon do. You know what Siren sort of reminds me of? I've been sitting here the past couple of minutes looking at it. Like, you remind me of something. And it finally hit me. It looks like the mech uh, Rosaphon. There oh. you go. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah. I totally see that now yeah. that you mention it. Huh. Rosaphon, yeah. That is a series I need to watch one of these days. I. That is one that I eventually would like to watch myself. Because it, it makes sense, because it's kind of, like, supposed to be, like, almost, like, angelic. Mm-hmm. Then, like, those those mix at the start of Saga, like, those aims and things, or, like, some of those ones in the Wuggling Day actually remind me of Potlabor, now that I'm thinking about that, too. <laughs> yeah. Big design. It's great. It's, great. it's fun right. stuff. So. It's my favorite. It, this has been, this has been awesome. <laughs> G- game of the year by I fa- the anyone best. that can make mechs like this because I've tried and it's not easy trying oh mechs God. it is not I definitely agree I've been there too yes uh, I mean and props to Ophion just for being a snake mech right we, yeah. we need more of those <laughs> yeah something it's the little something violent. with that versatility but also being a a Mac is impressive. Ophion always, which I'm sure this was probably intentional, but you know, like the the Leviathan that guards Atlantis type thing. That was that was the vibe I always got off Ophion. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Alright, yeah. is there any, any last things about Xenoblade 2's mecha? Or any or any other thoughts that we might have missed? Have we? Uh, no. Not we for me. a lot. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. Okay, so I just I came across something that it occurred to me we forgot, and it's not a big thing, but Xenoblade 2 did have those gargoyles also. And they had halos. Well, I mean, so did Siren, but, you know, they also had halos. And then there was that ship towards the end of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 that also... It was a ship that changed into a mech. That I think Mikau was... Oh, driving. okay. Yeah, I remember, remember that? that now. Yeah. I guess I forgot it turned into a mech. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was it was one of the weirder looking ones, I think. But, you know, it was cool. <laughs> I don't remember if it had a name even, but... Yeah. Alright. Well... We did our duty in mentioning yes. them. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, this this was really fun, guys. This, I think this turned out pretty well. Um... Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess we'll wrap things up. Um, let's kind of go around um, and share. If there's anything you want to share, uh, do so. Um, we'll start with uh, you, Justin. I really don't have much going on at the moment. At least, uh, yeah, nothing that's too interesting worth sharing. Well, uh, Thirteen Sentinels got nominated. For best narrative at the Game Awards, so yeah, go oh, vote for, for that, or rather, just go play that yes. game. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see. I know you have to leave soon. Uh, David, you got anything going on? Um, it's too early to plug that thing, isn't it? If that I we've been working on. It's a bit. Let's wait. Let's wait. Okay. Cool. We can wait. Yeah. We'll yeah. Safe. Is there anything else you'd but like no, to do? other than... No. Not really. Alright. Um, Nick? I, you know, I, I don't think I do, actually. I mean, I, I guess I could plug my Twitter again if you want to follow it, but I, I don't... Like, I mostly post game screenshots. Sometimes I do art. Every once in a while, I, I'll post cosplay, but, you know, like, this, this year I haven't really been doing a lot of cosplay stuff. I usually am more motivated when there are cons around. Right. But uh, I'm just gonna, you know, you can follow me at Nickelberg if you want. I, I promise I don't post anything too offensive. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm okay <laughs> there. <laughs> Alright, Bao, I know you have uh, your streaming and YouTube and podcast. Do you want to plug those? Uh, sure, but real quick. We were talking about Ophion from Xenoblade 2. Yeah. Uh, that was another case of it looking like something. I just couldn't remember, and it just hit me as soon as you got to uh -huh. me. This thing... Um, also, sorry to keep spamming your episode schedule uh, oh, you're fine. chat, but but yeah, it reminded me of this thing called the Oreo O from Super Robot Wars. It's a dragon. Ophion's a snake, but purple oh. basilisk type yeah. thing. I mean, I think... I think that counts. I mean, I, I called him a snake. That does not mean Ophion was supposed to be a snake. <laughs> well, he was a snake to me. It makes sense. Mm. But anyways, <laughs> um, for anyone listening, you can find me on YouTube at Bowser Karaga. That is B-A-O-Z-A-K-E-R-U-G-A. 
I upload a variety of videos, but lately I've been shifting more towards, uh, uh, I guess you could call them video game thought pieces. Like my last video was about my experience with Persona 5 and how I might have played it at the wrong time in my life because I was no longer a teenager, like when I played Persona 3 and 4, and I sort of shifted my perspective on the series a bit. Videos like that, if you want to check it out, be sure to do that. Nice. All right. Um, as for me, I'm I'm not really working on too much beside my usual articles and stuff like that. Um, let's see, I've been playing a lot of Hades, or off and on Hades, and I'm just now getting back to Fire Emblem Three Houses. That's all that's going on with me right now. <laughs> but. Yes. But as far as the podcast goes, um, by the time this is out, we should have our references and the second part to Training a Zeno Fan uh, episodes out. And um, I don't know if this will be after the, our holiday special, but we are having a holiday fan fiction special. So if you have any fan fiction, send it our way and we'll read it to you on a, our holiday episode of Zeno Chat. Possibly in funny voices. Possibly in funny voices. So that that should be fun. Um, and beyond that, I'm not certain what we'll do from there, but that's the future of Xenochat at the moment. Um, thanks again, guys, for joining me tonight to talk about Mecha uh, in the Xeno series. It was really fun. I appreciate you guys yeah. finding the time to do so. Um, and thanks, listeners, for uh, sticking around. So... Uh, everybody, have a good night. Take care, everybody. See ya later. Peace out.